0: Welcome back everyone to another capital conversation. My name is Colin Day, certified financial planner, professional with me again, John Biedenstein. John, it's been a couple minutes since the last time I saw you. I
1: know. It's still a beautiful day.
0: Yeah. It's still a beautiful day. We're still wearing our colorful shirts. I'm um, getting lots of great compliments on that. We always wear pink on Wednesdays, but you didn't get the memo. That's okay. Uh, but this is a uh, second part of our three part series on six things that soon-to-be or current retirees are asking us as financial professionals. So we're, We've already talked about the first two. The first two were, will blank affect my ability to retire? The second one was, will inflation wreck my retirement? If you have not seen or heard from those uh, particular video or audio podcasts, feel free to take a look or have a listen to those. Now, we are on number three. Number three being, where do I put my cash? And. It seems kind of weird that we as financial professionals are are talking more about bank products, (laughs) or at least that's how I feel at least, because when it comes to handling cash, that's not exactly something that we as financial advisors normally do. Would you agree? I would agree. So we are trying to find ways for our clients to be productive because when the stock market isn't agreeable, it's doing the things we don't want it to do. We have to find ways to say, okay, well, if that part of our money isn't doing well, what, what? good stories can we tell where can we be more productive and so for many folks it's you know finding better instruments than where you've been at you may have been with this bank forever but they're still paying that same 0.01% interest rate on your savings and it might be time to walk but the challenge is is that when i get that question i'm always thinking about you know what are the questions that we need to ask first before we get to the result what is what is your solution and for me, like the first thing that I like to ask is, you know, we're going to make sure that we have enough for our monthly expenses regardless of what we do with this mic. Because I don't know about you, but when I go drive down the street and I see the banks advertising a 12 to 15 month CD, I don't know if that's something I want to lock my client's money into, right? So that's the first thing that I like to start at. Now, there's another thing that we like to talk about, which is knowing how much cash to have. So, John, you know, I'm, I'm just curious. You know, how do you decide? You know, how much cash you might want to have personally, or maybe you know, when you're talking to a client, how much money they should have just in immediate savings? How would you answer that?
1: You know, uh, my father told me once that before you invest money, make sure that you've got at least six months' savings in in savings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's still a good rule of thumb. In you know whether it's you know just in case you lose your job. Um, we, we have had some you know, difficult times in regards to, especially during COVID, mm-hmm. um, but you might want to, especially if you have a family and you've got kids and a significant other involved too, maybe you want to extend that to say, I want to have 12 months in the bank just mm-hmm. in case. So it's always a good exam. It's always a good, it's always good to have some cash in the portfolio. And that means... Uh, bank cds high yield savings something like that
0: yeah and and even for you know the younger clients that uh, that i talk to i try to make sure that they understand like hey you know we want to be productive we want to grow our money over time and especially when we went through you know a decade plus of growth since the great recession it's been hard to tell people to make sure that they still hold on to cash because when the market is up pretty consistently over a 10-year period it's tough to remind folks that hey you know not everything is you know, sunshine and rainbows like it is outside today. Sometimes we hit some rain, sometimes it's thunderstorm. sometimes it's worse than that. So we have to make sure that we have the security there. And then after we have that type of security, then we can explore other options. So when we were doing our presentation um, a couple weeks back, we were talking about things like you know, CDs, like I just mentioned, certificates of deposit, where the bank is taking your funds are going to guarantee some kind of interest rate uh, for the duration of that, that loan. You've got high-yield savings accounts, which are becoming more and more popular. I can't remember the outlet, but there was a big front page on high-yield savings and how not having a brick-and-mortar presence is actually allowing these banks to offer higher interest rates um, than many of which we're finding if we walk into the local bank. We've got money markets, we've got treasuries. Uh, We've been working with several clients on purchasing and laddering treasuries, so purchasing treasuries at certain durations so that they might mature and we can explore new opportunities or interest rates. Any particular thing that you've been talking about with folks?
1: Yeah. Again, I think the, again, if people are comfortable with, you know, uh, putting their money in a high yield savings account Mm -hmm. and you know, it might not be as you, it might not be your brick and mortar, but it's more of a, you know, online bank entry company. You know, those are the ones that I've seen more and more people using today.
0: Yeah, and there's a great difference in terms of the interest rates that you're going to find on those. Because, uh, you know, certain uh, well-known banks, let's say, uh, might offer fairly decent rates, but they might have high minimums. Or you might find some obscure bank that's just <laughs> giving you a ridiculous percentage, but then you got to wonder what what else are you doing with my information? What are you going to try to sell me? So if I'm going to lose money on something, I'm probably going to gain someplace else. So, I, I, I need to make sure that if I'm making a suggestion on a high-yield savings account, you know, hey, let's make sure that we're working with a reputable organization, of course. I think that's critical. Yeah. So, John, why don't you take us to uh, question number four?
1: The question number four is, how do I invest, uh, how do I stay invested in these turbulent times or in times like these? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important in regards to staying invested because you know we can't control what the markets do going up and down so it's very important that we have and we've talked about this before but we have different buckets of money you know a a, you know a 401k investor might have a roth bucket and a traditional or taxable bucket uh retirees want kind of three buckets to look at you want that cash bucket Mm -hmm. that's really that you know income you need over the next 12 24 months, and then the second tier would be kind of a a fixed income targeted bucket, which would be a higher yield, maybe more of a you know a 60 40 bond portfolio, uh, bond equities, um, that might you know pay a greater return, Mm -hmm. um, and then an equity portfolio that would might be the longer term stuff, sure, uh, or the equity bucket or the long term bucket. Now, you put the other items I mentioned earlier, the Roth, you know, because in a lot of cases, uh, retirees view that as legacy dollars, you might not need it. So you might want to, Roth might be something that you go for that, you know, growth bucket, mm-hmm. um, versus, you know, money that you might need in five to 10 years or three to 10 years, let's say is more in that kind of fixed income.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. And, and, and I think when it, especially when it comes to current retirees, so those people that are relying on the wealth that they've built over the years, we preach again, having enough cash, first of all, and for many folks, that means having maybe a year or two years worth of their expenses outside of their pension, outside of their social security checks to make sure that, hey, when something bad happens in the market, and it's more of a win if, uh, um, and less an if something bad happens because it's inevitable. We're going to make sure that we have enough cash to withstand the market pressure so that we don't feel like we have to sell um, just because things don't look good in the market currently. Things will generally turn around over a couple of years, and so having that amount of cash relieves some of that pressure. Worst case scenario, we spend through a lot of that cash, and that's where the second bucket that John described comes into play, that's that income bucket, that's that bond bucket. So hopefully earns a little bit more than cash. We refill the cash coffer by dumping money into the uh, from the income into the cash. And now, because the income bucket is a little bit less, we have that growth bucket, which takes some time for it to grow, but it should be the most rapidly growing of the three. Then we take from the growth and we pour it into the income. And so growth pours into income, income pours into cash. (laughs) So this cascading of of dollars, in this case, um, helps our retirees understand, oh, okay, I don't have to worry so much about the short-term implications of the market. Again, it takes a few years to recover, but as long as we have a system in place, I feel like that that gives a lot of confidence to folks. I don't know if you would agree.
1: I would agree. So. And again, just having just being able to rest assured that, you know, like I said, you're not working anymore for a retiree, mm-hmm. but it's just like if you were in a situation during COVID and you lost your job. Um, you know, it's very difficult, you know, have you had no resources or maybe your employer didn't pay severance, didn't pay things like that. So mm-hmm. you want those available resources to pull from. And you also want to manage things, you know, in in these difficult times where, let's say, you you had a car problem and you had to take additional monies out of your cash portfolio to pay for a big expenditure. Well, you want to kind of plan ahead with that. So maybe you not won't be able to do the extended vacation that you might have planned earlier mm-hmm. because of things like that. So right. I think doing some lifestyle lifestyle adjustments due to those factors too is is critical.
0: Great. All right. Well, those were questions three and four. Stay tuned for questions five and six in the next edition of uh, Capital Conversations for John Biedenstein. Thank you.
1: The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. As always, please remember, investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. Correct Capital Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Correct Capital Wealth Management and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Correct Capital Wealth Management unless a client service agreement is in place.